This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rhett Gillins. He is in the restaurant industry and he feels stuck. He wants to start his own software business. So congratulations, Rhett, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now in order to enter and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you subscribed. Many people ask me how I used email to sell my first company, Heyo, and it's simple. You want to do things like open tracking so that you know when a potential buyer actually opens your email or potential new customer. You also want to set reminders so you can quickly know when to follow up with somebody if they haven't replied to you or use things like auto follow-up sequences. You can do all of this with a company called thetopinbox.com. In fact, I liked it so much, I bought the whole business. Nathan Lacky here. The, the holidays are coming on us so quick, right guys, as you're now. traveling. Don't forget, listen to the Top Entrepreneurs podcast. The kids will love it, you will love it, and it'll make you smarter. Tomorrow morning's no different with Chad Rubin, who went from zero to 300 grand in monthly recurring revenue in 16 months by helping 300 e-commerce brands streamline their data with his company, Scubana. Top Tribe, good morning. Nathan Latka here. Our guest today is Alexander Grab-Miller. He is currently the CEO of Credit Tech. Started off as their CTO. Is now, again, he's founder and now is the CEO. Now, before that, he was a senior business development manager at Groupon. And prior to that, he was very active in kind of the financial space, including an internship at Equity Derivatives at UBS um, and some other places at Uni Credit. So Alexander is now in the fintech space, Forbes 30 under 30, running Credit Tech. Alexander, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, indeed, I am. All right, very good. Tell us more quickly, what does Credit Tech do and how do you generate revenues? Um, it's very simple. I mean, we're an end-to-end -end, uh, consumer, lending, uh, consumer lending company. However, um, the catch um, um, in, in our case is that we have developed our own technology for uh, doing the credit rating. And that technology very heavily uses alternative data and machine learning to build a credit rating, um, also in the absence of credit bureau data. And that gives us a very powerful uh, rating instrument on hand, which would allow us to actually offer credit and access to credit to underbanked uh, consumers all around the world. Mm -hmm. With your kind of internal technology versus the typical kind of credit reporting technology, what kind of deviation do you typically see between what credit score you will assign consumers versus what a bank would? So it's not so much um, how, how, how much uplift we are um, we're creating um, on, on top of, let's say, I mean, a normal um, credit underwriting process. In fact, uh, we actually, um, I mean, enable to make credit business with uh, a certain customer group in first place. I mean, let's imagine, right? I mean, there are people out there who, I mean, for the, just the, the reasons of their economic circumstance, their income patterns, and the absence of credit history, don't make it uh, through the approval process 
um, that banks are, are using for credit underwriting. And um, that uh, obviously, I mean, puts those people quite to a disadvantage, I think, particularly when it comes to unexpected expenses and, and having and, and being in need to actually refinance themselves. And uh, what, what we're doing is, I mean, with our technology, we are um, for the first time ever actually able to provide a credit rating for those customers and actually enabling to do credit business with them. And do you do this in any specific industry or vertical or is it all over? So small business, you know, credit lines, uh, uh, real estate. Could you have any sector focus or no? So we focus on consumers and um, of course, I mean, in, in, in many of those cases, I think, um, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, it's, it's a, um, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people basically use our loans for businesses as well, particularly, I mean, those, I mean, which are like small um, and, 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 and micro entrepreneurs and, and, and basically people run their own businesses. But I mean, our, our key segment is really, I mean, to go after, uh, to go after uh, consumers and after uh, consumer credit risk. And, and, and the average uh, credit uh, product that we, that we offer is, is an unsecured loan. So we are not really interested, I mean, for which purpose, I mean, it is use we know that i mean most of our customers are using the loan um the, the, the funds which are which are providing i mean for um for financing either large investments or financing purchases for financing large items like electronics for instance or financing medical expenses and simply to cope with unexpected uh, financial shortages and uh, yeah i mean we are in many cases actually the only uh, possibility uh, for, for access to finance and so alexander how are you making money are the consumers paying you or are the banks that lend to the consumers paying you? Who pays you? No, we're actually a lending company. So it means uh, we like to, um, I mean, take credit risk ourselves. And uh, I mean, the, the way how we make uh, make money is, I mean, the same way how every bank does money by by, by charging an interest on uh, the loans that we are, uh, that we are uh, originating. So currently, as of uh, today, kind of November 2016, uh, how many, how much in total loans outstanding are you guys at? So um, we have, uh, since uh, the start of the company in 2012, we have originated a bit more than a million loans by now. And uh, we have um, a total outstanding book of around 60 million at this point. Okay, so you've done over a million loans, just counting them, and those loans add up to about 60 million bucks. Well, I mean, uh, 60 million is around the current outstanding amount of receivables. I mean, as you know, um, most of our loans are comparatively short in maturity. So the average duration is around 10 months. Oh, okay. Which so means that we, I mean, obviously, circle, uh, cycle, cycle, uh, or uh, book very, uh, very quickly. So it's not like 20 year mortgages. So I mean, I it doesn't sort of like keep sitting on the book for, I see. for ages. So and I know what you're saying is, you know, they, they turn over quickly, you know, every 10 months or so. But as of like right now, you've got about 60 kind of million kind of outstanding and unsecured. Correct. I understand. That's great. And for my audience that might not be savvy in the kind of the fintech or, to, or kind of a banking space, can you put that in context anyway? I mean, is that high? Is that low? Is that normal? What's that average per person that you've loaned to? Um, so, I mean, it really depends on who, who you're measuring yourself, uh, yourself against. Um, I mean, I mean, for us, I mean, uh, last year when we, for the first time, actually broke the hundred million origination um for for the entire year 2015 i mean that was clearly i mean a very very important milestone for us however i mean if we measure ourselves against uh, the size of um, uh, wells fargo or um or um, 
Capital One, I mean, it's clearly, I mean, I mean, it's clearly a fraction of, of, of their size. I mean, they, they, they clearly dwarf us. I mean, with uh, with their with, with their volume. However, I mean, the um, for us, I mean, the most important thing is like the amount of consumers we have uh, we have uh, done business with because we say, hey, I mean, every consumer that we are serving is basically a consumer which did not have the means to to, to obtain finance and uh, financing before. It's a new market, um, and I mean. In, in our markets, correct. Um, and, and, and therefore, I mean, we were actually very proud when we broke the 1 million of uh, consumers um, a, a couple a couple weeks ago. And that was, just to be clear, that was, that, was just, that was just in 2015. You wrote over 100 million in, in loan originations. Exactly. And I mean, I mean, as... Uh, we had a fortunate situation that we are obviously growing very fast. Um, so, I mean, we are definitely, um, I mean, we will definitely be significantly buffed at this year. Well. Alexander, what does growing fast mean? Are you growing 100% year over year? Um, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so tie this back because it's still kind of vague, even, even for myself. Uh, if you do $100 million in kind of loan originations, especially in 2015, tie that back to revenue for us. So, how much money do you guys make as a company on that much in loans originated? We made last year around forty, a bit, a bit more than forty million uh, in revenue. Okay, and and again, tell, can you describe to us again how you make that? It's uh, it's uh, I mean an, it's an interest rate that we're charging on the loans. Uh, I mean I mean we have um, just as any other lender. I mean I mean uh, we're charging as you for the for the originations. I mean there are also a couple of of other fees which we charge for certain services. But in in essence, I mean it's interest based. Revenue. And are they are these interest rates kind of consistent across all of the kind of million individual consumers you've worked with, or is it specific to each person based off the credit score that your internal? No. Probably, um, if you compare also to other lending companies, you probably have the widest spectrum of interest rates. Interesting. Um, which is, uh, which is probably due to the nature of the customer segment that we are serving. So, I mean, we apply risk-based pricing. So that means we, um, uh, on an individual basis, assess the credit risk of the customer, and therefore, I mean, then decide what's the most optimal credit offer that we can make. To uh, to that uh, individual, and in, in certain cases, I mean, I mean, we initially already have a lot of confidence, uh, so that means we can. I mean, we feel calm and comfortable on actually offering. I mean, a larger um, term personal loan with, I mean, lower, basically um, pretty pretty low APR interest rate. Um, on the other hand, I mean, for for certain customers, especially those where we are not able to get a lot of uh, to get hold of a lot of data, we we're a bit more. Uh, more restrained and then we only offer a loan which is short in duration and comes at a considerably high APR. And we do that initially because we want to make business with these customers. We want to provide them an option. How high? Is this consistent with like hard money lenders, 12, 13% or no? So, uh, so on, on the upper end of the spectrum, um, sort of like the, the loans that we underwrite are maximum like one month loans and those cost around 30% cost of credit. So this is sort of like the energy product that we, that we are, um, that we are providing to customers. Uh, Alexander, did you, sorry, did you say third one, three or three, zero? Three, zero. Three, zero. Okay. For a month. 
Yeah, and then and then we go all the way down to our um, basically personal uh, personal installment loan segment where we go as low as twelve percent uh, per year, um, and basically everything in between is sort of like the range that we are serving. So I mean, obviously, clearly, if you compare that to the interest rates, I mean, that you as a prime customer would would, would get uh, by, by by your house bank. I mean, that that clearly yeah, they don't sounds, compete. It's a different market. Higher. But you need to put it uh, into perspective, first of all, for the market where we operate. And second of all, I mean, you also need to keep in mind that um, we are just dealing with a pretty risky customer segment. And and uh, on average, what's going to happen, I mean, by uh, so like an, an organically, I mean, around half of our customers don't end up repaying, which might be a which might be a case. Sorry, I mean, let me correct it. I mean, if we would give hundred percent of people who apply for a loan a loan, I mean, about half of those people would not repay. Of course, I mean, by our technology, we can very well predict which are those customers. I mean, that that I mean, we want to borrow to because we think they're willing and able to actually repay. But it's still, I mean, it's still a different a different uh, segment of risk. So therefore, this is also something that we have to take into account. And our pricing actually assumes that a certain fraction of people are just uh, what fraction, Alexander? Do you assume? Sorry, what mm-hmm. fraction do you assume? So if you have a hundred million in, in origination loans, how much will you just assume, kind of, in your executive meetings, won't be repaid? Um, that's information that we that we usually don't share. But I mean, it's it's in the basically it's in the low. Okay, and what you're saying is that's it's way more. That's way more, that's a much higher rate than kind of typical banks, which is why you have to charge you know thirty percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's uh, that's. However, I mean also, I mean the, the promise that we make to our customers is that we say, well, we know initially. Um, we might only offer you, I mean, a high interest loan because there's just, I mean, a lot of risk that we necessarily, I mean, even with our technology, cannot predict. However, I mean, with, I mean, the first, the second, and the third transaction that you do with us, I mean, we make sure that, I mean, if you repay on time, that we make a significant better loan offer. Yep. So therefore, I mean, giving people a perspective that we say, even if you put them sort of like on the higher end of the price point initially, um, they, I mean, clearly have, I mean, a path towards, I mean, better and more attractive credit conditions. And the other thing that we do is we also give people, I mean, if we make them only, I mean, this rather sort of like pricey credit offer, we also give them an option to say, well, if you can provide us more data, such as, I mean, granting us access to, to some of the web service that you're using and so on, which will give us, I mean, more confidence into, into understanding uh, your credit risk, then we're also happy, I mean, to come back with Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're tracking kind of repayment history. If they're great clients through you guys, maybe you'll lower the rate over time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Makes good sense. Talk and to me about- think, and we think, I mean, just maybe, maybe adding, adding one, um, one last word to it. We think actually the highest uh, cost of credit is actually not having any access to credit. Because even, I mean, even, I mean, for, for some people, even if, if, um, Initially, there's only, I mean, that type of credit option available. I mean, it's still, I mean, a significant improvement to actually not having any uh, any easy and, and, and convenient, uh, I mean, way to, to the access to finance. So therefore, um, we think, I mean, that uh, the, the way how we how we operate the business is actually creating a lot of benefit for our customers. And um, yeah, and I think we just figured out a way to do it in a way that, of course, it also 
it's, it's also, I mean, a business which is sustainable from, uh, from, from uh, the, yeah, just, I mean, the business model's point of view. So you were founded, uh, Alexander, in 2012, uh, and then coming up through today, uh, it looks like, based off kind of the research I did, you guys raised about, what, 152 million bucks in seven rounds? Um, I'm not sure if it's exactly seven rounds, um, but I mean, we, we have raised uh, around uh, 120 million in uh, equity capital okay. uh, to date. Uh, we, I mean, are actually very proud of the investor base that we that we managed to, to bring on board. Uh, so, I mean, just to, to drop a couple names, we have um, um, IFC and the World Bank invested. We have Jesse Flowers invested. We have Peter Thiel invested. Um, so there are a couple of big names uh, from from all around the world. Um, as you know, I mean, I mean, as a lending business, clearly, I mean, you need to, I mean, sit on a certain pool of capital in order to run your business, and. Uh, we, we are not a marketplace, so that means we actually manage our own balance sheet, and for that we we uh, raise basically both equity and debt capital. So you have thirty million in debt capital. Um, we have uh, we have a larger line um, from uh, so, so we work with several institutional investors on on, on that side. Um, so the, the, the way basically how we refinance ourselves is that we run a securitization program where we actually I mean package and sell loans which you originated to, uh, to those investors. Alexander, if you have 100 million bucks in, in kind of loan originations in 2015, what ratio do you like to keep in terms of cash on hand for that kind of volume? Um, so we're not a bank. We're not subject to any specific uh, capital requirements. So, so therefore, I mean, we can basically manage the business uh, to to the extent. What do you like, Alexander? Your man, you and your management team. What, I know you're not regulated, but what would you like to have? Um, I don't think these are numbers that we are sharing. Okay, is that an important number, or is that something you, you don't, you guys don't really care about? So, so for us, I mean, the way we look at the, the way we look at this is to say, well, I mean, we clearly need to make sure, I mean, that we run the company on uh, on a fully funded business plan. So that means we're actually looking into how much capital do we need? Uh, I mean, to, to take the company to the scale where it's self-sustained in terms of cash generation, and and then I mean, you configure basically the business to run in that way to say, hey, how how fast can I grow? What sort of like the payback cycle of the portfolio that I have? How much uh, liquidity to sort of maintain for, for buffering against uncertainty, um, and uh, do I need to refinance at some point? Or just to prepare that. So we, we really, I mean, I would say. Uh, very. Uh, so we really look actually. I mean, a couple of years into the future when we when we uh, think of managing our liquidity, because obviously the worst case that can happen to you as a company is that you find yourself in a situation where you yeah, where you see that basically your liquidity is is putting you uh, yeah is putting basic constraints around. Yeah, makes good sense, Alexander. Uh, I want to wrap this thing up. Where's the best place for people to connect with you online if they want to follow you as you build the business? Wonderful. Thank you very much. Looking forward. Well, Alexander, where's the best place for people to connect with you online if they want to follow you building the business? Oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't get that properly. Um, I'm, I'm uh, all over social media, so you can find me on LinkedIn, you can find me on Facebook, uh, you can connect with me via, via Twitter. So um, you, can shoot, uh, you can shoot me an email, alexander.com. So I'm, I'm uh, usually good, uh, good to reach you. If you're listening right now and you do anything related to sales or you're a CEO or anything like that, you're probably using something like Yesware or Salesforce or ToutApp or something like that to help your sales team close more deals, maybe Boomerang and Gmail. 
you've got to look at something that I just bought. I use this company inside my inbox to sell heyo.com. I use it now to get podcast sponsors and all kinds of things. It helps me schedule emails to be sent later, do open tracking, set reminders, and to do and set up auto follow-up sequences all in my inbox. I'm thinking about going all in on this, raising dozens of millions of dollars, 10, 20, maybe 50 million. Maybe we'll raise 50 million to take it. I could do that so easily. And then in three years, I'll be at the stock exchange and ding, 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 ding. I'll be doing the opening bell, going public for two, three, four billion dollars. Tell me if you think it's doable. If you're listening right now in the sales space, go to thetopinbox.com, install okay, top it, and then text me and tell me what you think. Many Nathan, and you came out of nowhere, your website's going so fast, how'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator, I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator, and the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use, because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin, and guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. I will, I will link to that in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 514. And then Alexander, these are the last questions. These are quick questions and rapid fire one word answers. You ready? Yes. First one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, the Lean Startup. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, I'm a big, uh, big uh, fan of Elon Musk. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like TopTal? I, um, no, I need to think for a second. Um, I um, I use a lot of tools. I mean, I used to be a programmer, um, so so I like Git, for instance, versioning system. I use that for my personal notes as well. Great tool. Okay, good. Uh, and yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Uh, no, clearly not. <laughs> What's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? Uh, I'm uh, I'm not married, but I have a girlfriend since a couple couple of years. Okay. And how old are you? No kids right now. And how old are you, Alexander? Sorry, I didn't get that. And, and how old are you today? I'm 28. Okay. So last question. Take us back eight years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, well, I mean, I've, I think I've always been playing around with the idea to at, at some day run my own company. Um, I was uh, very much driven by uh, sort of like I was fascinated by sort of like the the application of using modern age statistic to process sort of like information which is sort of like out there in the web. And I mean, I, I published actually I mean a thesis and I've done research projects. I wrote a book about basically what's the value that can be unlocked if you go out there and, and use modern age technology to harvest information from the web aggregate that process that and use that to make predictions and i think that that idea that thought has been has been uh, driving me basically since since i was a student uh, an undergrad student and and led me to the fact to actually look into which applications are there and and i mean hedge funds and financial markets are great but then i discovered this issue of credit scoring and, and basically the lack of credit data and i said hey this is another perfect application where we sort of like those tools and this data can add a lot of value so so that's sort of like the motive, I think, something that has been driving me since quite a while. Alexander, it sounds like you already knew that when you were 20. Is there something that you've learned over the past eight years that you that you wish you had known when you were 20? 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think there's there's a tremendous. I think there's a tremendous amount of, Give us one thing. of uh, learning. So I think. I mean, I I wish. I, I think I would have. Um, I would have uh, spent more time um, to actually understand uh, how to basically manage and build companies, right? I mean, this is something that, uh, I mean, as an entrepreneur, you always probably wish, I mean, you would have uh, spent more time learning that. Um, and um, so what actually happened is that a lot of those things, I mean, I had to I had to figure out myself. <laughs> Top tribe, there you have it from Alexander. They founded the business Credit Tech in 2012. They just passed their millionth kind of out uh, loan. They are currently and in 2015 passed 100 million bucks in loan origination uh, fees. They did about 20, 40 million bucks in 2015, growing somewhere around 100% year over year. And they've raised over 120 million bucks in equity capital, obviously with debt capital on top of that. Alexander, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you. If you enjoyed Alexander today, go back and listen to Bart Lorang yesterday. They've raised $50 million and they've helped over 50,000 customers get accurate contact data with his company, Full Contact. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it. Okay, again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.